All right, it's the Keep to the City Yankees podcast. And the Yankees win. They win a game. They beat the Rays 8-7 to on Wednesday night at the stadium. Uh, come from behind, walk-off win to end their latest losing streak and to salvage the third game of the three-game series against the Rays after losing the first two, after clinching a fifth straight series loss. Uh, they, you know... Give Yankees fans something to feel good about for at least one night, to not feel depressed for one night. And as bad as this team's played in August, as bad as they've been since the All-Star break, is that as bad as they've been since June 19th, it was good to finally see some them score some runs. They've scored one run since Saturday on the product of an error. On Saturday, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa had driven all, in all three runs, so... The last time the Yankees had driven in runs, not from Kiner-Falefa, not via an error, was last Friday. Uh, so it had been a while. They scored eight runs in this one, seven if you don't count the automatic runner in the 10th. They erased a 4 nothing deficit um, by the eighth inning. They erased a three-run deficit in the 10th with the walk-off home run. And they win a game to end this losing streak and to put another game uh, in the loss column between them and the Rays in the East. And... The night started out well with the confirmation that uh, Oswaldo Cabrera and Esteban Florio would be recalled, as well as Rodney Arnaccio. Um, there was a report during the game the night before that Cabrera would be called up, but Boone kind of denied it, <laughs> acted as if he had never heard of Cabrera before, before he was officially in the majors the next day. Florio comes back after four games earlier in the season. He played really well in 11 games last year. And Marinaccio comes back now that Holmes is injured, uh, and Marinaccio, the product of roster manipulation and the best healthy current reliever in the Yankees organization is finally on the Yankees again not wasting away in AAA and he was used in the game on Wednesday night in the highest of leverage situations when he came in the game to that point it was the highest leverage situation two on after Boone let Licky give up a run in the sixth uh, put another runner on the sixth, let him go all back out for the seventh, put two runners on with an out in the seventh, then finally he goes to Marinaccio, and it's like, if you're going to go to Marinaccio in the seventh, then why isn't he in there to start the inning? Why isn't he in there with a clean inning? Why do I have to ask this question seemingly once, at least once every series? Uh, but Marinaccio did his job, continues to be great. Um, Chapman in the tenth was atrocious, uh, allowed two walks, gave up a double, <laughs> bases loaded double on an 0-2 pitch, and to Chapman's credit, I mean, he should have been in that spot. He should have started the inning. That's fine. But once Francisco Mejia came up, the guy who owns lefties has an over 900 OPS against lefties, barely over 600 against righties. <laughs> Just you had a feeling that wasn't going to end well, and it didn't. And then thankfully, Donaldson hits the walk-off in the bottom of the 10th um, for his biggest Yankees moment. And it's nice. And people on Twitter are tweeting at me because I always rip Donaldson. Do you think that one moment erases the, um, what do they, what do they play, like 116 games, whatever it is, 117 games at this point? Do you think that one home run erases that? Do you think it changes the fact that he has a sub-700 OPS is getting $48 million owed from the Yankees? And again, not his fault. He didn't ask to be traded. He didn't tell the Yankees to trade for him and play him every day. That's their problem. But let's not act like Josh Donaldson is now uh, his former MVP self of seven years ago because he hits one grand slam. Let's settle down over there. And no, I don't think this is the what we're going to see from Donaldson going forward. I don't think he's suddenly going to go off. Because every other opportunity he's had, or every other game he's had this season, when he had a big game, immediately following it, he just continued to suck. Until he's the next big game, then he sucked. And these big games came infrequently at that. 
So if you go back and look at his season, opening day, he bats lead off because the Yankees thought they were getting the Josh Donaldson of old and not this washed-up version. And he went two for six with the walk-off signal against the Red Sox that day as the leadoff hitter. And then over his next 105 plate appearances, he hit 207 with a 343 on base and a 345 slugging. So a 688 OPS over 105 plate appearances. And then that brought us to May 12th and May 13th against the White Sox. He went four for 10 with a double, two home runs, and six RBIs in two games. And then over his next 138 plate appearances, he hit 213 with a 283 on base and a 336 slugging. All the way until July 6th, when for July 6th, 7th, and 9th, he went five for 13 with three home runs and nine RBIs. And then over his next 85 plate appearances, he hit 192 with a 259 on base and a 295 slugging, just absolutely atrocious. Up until August 8th in Seattle, when he had that big game there, he went four for five, two doubles, a home run, and three RBIs. And then from that game until up until last night, he hit 120, 120 with a 241 on base, a 120 slugging over his next 29 plate appearances. And then he goes into last night, hitless in his first three at-bats, and then hits the grand slam. So he's had moments. He had opening day. He had the games in Chicago. He had those couple games in July, and he had the game earlier in the August. So, and then the grand slam. So he's like five moments, but between those five moments have been these long stretches. 105 plate appearances, 138 plate appearances, 85 plate appearances. These are enormous stretches. It's like 25% almost each time of his plate appearances for the season. He's going with like a 500, 600 OPS with one home run or two home runs. No slugging. Just fucking awful. So these people that want to chirp and, and get at you like for criticizing him, I, I, I don't know if they think they're like putting me in my place or I don't know what they think. He's been awful. The numbers say he's been awful. This isn't an opinion. This is fact. It's a fact that he's been so bad the Yankees tried to move him at the deadline. Problem is no one outside of Brian Cashman is dumb enough to pay this guy at this point in his career. No one wants to be on the hook for the rest of his money for this year and $24 million for next year. No one does. So I don't think this is the turning point for him. I don't think he's about to go off here from now until the postseason and through the postseason because we've seen too much. We've seen that he does this and then he goes away. And then he has a big game and he goes away. And he, if you're going to play every single day, you're going to have these moments. At some point, he's going to run into one. It happened to be with the bases low in the 10th inning on Wednesday night. Just like Aaron Hicks, you play the guy every day he might come up with that game-tying home run like he did against Ryan Presley against the Astros a couple months ago. But those moments are going to be so far and few between that it's not worth playing him every day. If you play someone every day, they'll eventually come through if they're capable of hitting Major League Pitching to a point. Isaiah Kiner-Fleffa, guy's absolutely awful. Plays every day, it took him, what, 110 games or whatever, he finally hits a home run, has a nice night, and then people are like, oh, stop, stop talking shit about Isaiah Kiner-Fleffer. No, he's he's terrible. He's bad before the home run. He's been bad since. Shouldn't prevent them from calling up players to to replace these guys. And they, and they did so finally on Wednesday with Cabrera and with Florial. And 
Aaron Boone says they're going to play while they're here. And who knows? I mean, he lies through his teeth every single day, almost every moment he has a microphone in front of him. So I don't believe what he has to say. And he'll always turn to the veterans, no matter how bad they are. Just like he went and tried to pinch hit and get one swing at Aaron Hicks in the, the ninth inning on Wednesday. Just you let him play. And if they don't, if they can't handle major league pitching or whatever, and they need more time in the minors, send him back down. But what the Yankees' other option is, their alternative right now between Hicks and Donaldson and Kiner Falefa and giving these guys every day at bats, they're not worthy of it. They haven't earned it. They don't deserve it. I don't care what Josh Donaldson did in the past and what he did five, six, seven years ago for the Blue Jays. I don't fucking care. And I don't care that Aaron Hicks, like, that they still owe him three more years of money and then a buyout year. I don't care. And I don't care that they traded for Isaiah kiner Falefa as a stopgap for this year. It, it failed. It wasn't a good move. It's been a bad deal, both sides, for Donaldson and kiner Falefa. Doesn't mean just because he was a stopgap for this season that you can't advance what you had planned for next season. Doesn't mean that Cabrera can't take over here. Doesn't mean that Peraza can't come up. Doesn't mean that Volpe can't come up. Look at the Mets. Look at the Braves. Mets are in a better position than the Yankees. They're calling up guys from double-A. Braves calling up guys from double-A, triple-A. They're defending champions. And these guys have had less time at these levels than the Yankees prospects, less heralded prospects than the Yankees have. And they don't, they're not fearful of calling these guys up. The Yankees shouldn't be either. But they are, and they always are, and they always do this. They, their prospects too good to put a giveaway in trades for guys like Luis Castillo, but then not good enough to call up. So what is it? So Wednesday was a moment. It was a good moment. When that ball left Donaldson's bat, every Yankees fan should be happy as it carried over the wall. Be happy as he rounded the bases. Be happy. But the moment he stepped on home plate, it's back to reality. It's back to the fact that this team hasn't been good in two months. They've been several games over 500 for two months. They've been atrocious since the All-Star break. They've been horrific in August. So, yeah, it was one game. It was one swing. It was one night. It was a comeback when it was good to see them score runs. But if it doesn't carry over here into the series with the Blue Jays, it'll just be forgotten. Like all these other games since June 19th when this slide started that have been labeled as the turning point win. This win is going to get them going. No, it's this win that's going to get them going. Hasn't been any win. It needs to be the win that happened on Wednesday night. Big series here with the Blue Jays. Because not, not that the division, I mean, the division's 10 games in the loss column. It's not, it's, it's not in peril. But you want to send a message. You don't want to go out and get your asses kicked at home against the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays are in a bad spot right now. You don't want them in the postseason. You'd rather see Tampa in the postseason and Seattle and whatever garbage the AL Central gives the AL playoffs. That's who you want to see. You don't want to see Toronto. You want to get in a series of best of five in the ALDS with their pitching possibilities at the top of their lineup. You don't want that. I mean, I'm not going to feel comfortable with any matchup in the ALDS most likely, but especially not against the Blue Jays. So go out there and, and fuck their season up this weekend and make your season a little better. Get your season back on track. When Mayhew pinch hit, he got a single on Wednesday night. He's supposed to be in the starting lineup on Thursday. John Carlos Stanton's going to be going to rehab games supposedly this weekend or the beginning of next week. So things could turn here. Cabrera's up. Florial's up. They're getting chances. Start to feel good about the Yankees again if they can get a couple wins here. They don't need to go out and sweep the Blue Jays. They don't even need to win this series. Go out and win two of the four. 
take four games off the, off the schedule, take four head-to-head -head games off the schedule, keep the Blue Jays right where they are, then that's not bad. I'll take that right now. So that'll do it for today. Yankees-Blue Jays four-game series begins on Thursday night at the stadium. Um, Frankie Montas, third start as a Yankee, hopefully better than the first two starts. And uh, we'll see if Wednesday night's win carries over into Thursday. That'll do it for today. Thanks for listening. Talk to you after the game.